0: Welcome back to Jumpstart. My name is Kim Venegas and I'm here to share my teaching experience and what I continue to learn in the field of education. Recently retired, I'm supervising a group of young educators as they work in their practicum assignments. Notice the title of today's episode, Family Conferences. Today's families are structured much differently than many years ago. The term family is more inclusive of all adults caring for your students you could suggest, as I did, a change to the notices that go home for conference times so that they say family conferences. First, student-led or teacher-led, what are your thoughts and why? Here are a collaboration of my thoughts and those of my practicum students. For some second graders and older, student-led conferences went well, provided teachers had reviewed with students what a student-led conference would look like. They have practiced what they wanted to highlight with their families, Also, how will they talk with their family about areas they struggle with? From Edutopia, teachers highlight the ownership that the students take in their own growth process. One of my practicum students mentioned how proud the second graders were telling their families about their learning. Especially with writing and longer projects, students can assess themselves using a rubric showing where they excelled and where they fell short and want to improve. For younger children, it may be better to share the conference responsibilities rather than put all of the expectation on a six or seven-year-old. They may be very able to share their best work and tell why they chose it, but beyond that, dot, 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 some of my practicum students sat in on early grade conferences and teacher-led went much more smoothly and more within the time limits of meeting with 25 families. Of course, each conference can be looked at individually as what will work best for the teacher and the student, no matter their age. My students observed their mentor teacher often soften the discussion when a student was struggling with grade-level content, without avoiding what needed to be said. If there was difficult news around behavior or academic growth, mentor teachers began the conference with something positive, spoke the truth in the middle as gently as they could, and ended the conference with something good to share. My granddaughter's second grade teacher provided a few reports that could easily be understood by families. Most family members are overwhelmed with the amount of data that we show them. But more importantly, she provided a glow and a grow, both for academics as well as for socially. Her behavior, including helpfulness, kindness, and so on. One of the report pages included photos of my granddaughter working in the classroom and playing with friends. I remember conferences with my youngest son's teachers, kindergarten, both years. The teachers were seeing poor behavior, frustration, acting out, as well as his inability to negotiate with friends. While his baby milestones had been met, walking, talking, potty training, etc., he was socially and academically immature. While I was visibly upset and concerned, I don't remember the positive comments. Were there any? It's been over 20 years. Maybe there were, maybe there weren't. Make sure you do the right thing. Just as you know to support your students' family members through an IEP meeting where the words and terms and discussions are like a foreign language for them, take the difficult or sensitive conferences more slowly. Allow more time. Have some additional practice lessons or work at the student's level that they can take home to work on. If you can keep the commitment Tell families you are happy to send more home when this first bundle comes back. Prepare yourself for anything at all that may happen during conferences. Some families may not show up, and often these are the ones you often need to see most. Some families go on the defensive when they hear something they didn't expect. This is their child, and sometimes families feel this behavior or academic ability reflects on their parenting It can be a long, tough conversation, and we'll just have to make those allowances. We never know the whole story of how families raise their children, and that's probably for the best. Two things I believe are still taboo to mention to families, never recommend that the child see a doctor to see about medication, and do not suggest their child be tested for special education. These conversations take place among teachers, I know, but talking with parents is someone else's job. If you bring up these topics, you may be called into the principal's office. Talk with your special education teacher, school nurse, school counselor. They may know more details or the correct way to handle things. One more thought. If you think you may feel uncomfortable during a conference or unsafe for any reason, please let admin know ahead of time. Keep your door open and your phone close by. Or you could hold a particular conference in the library tucked into a corner for a limited amount of privacy, yet still within view. Sometimes things happen and we think the world is turned upside down. That's why I'm giving this advice. However, I want you all to feel safe within your role. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. I appreciate all of you who tune in to listen. We have over 500 downloads. That's a celebration. It shows me that the mentoring matters. Have a great week.